Hello there. Welcome back to Men's Health TV. Hopefully you can hear us this time. Thank you very much for letting us know that you couldn't. Um, that really is helpful. And it's also nice to know that anyone is listening. So thank you very much for that. Um, we're talking about nursing associates um, today. And normally this is the part where we hand over to Dave to introduce. But Dave's on the naughty step today because the sound didn't go well. So I'll be doing that. If you want to join in with us on Facebook Live, please just put your comments in the box. And if you are wanting to tweet along to us, then please just use the hashtag MHTV. And for those of you who didn't get who the guest was, Mushtag, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, um, I'm a registered nursing associate. Um, I've been in the role for one month. Mm -hmm. I currently work on a camps unit in London. Mm -hmm. And um, I've done my training over the past two years. Started off with South London and Mousley, then I um, finished off in South West London and St George's. Mm -hmm. So tell us what a nursing associate actually does. What does it mean to be a nursing associate? So the nursing associate is uh, a role that was created um, to help out, uh, to become a bridge between nurses and support workers. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was after the review of the Staffordshire um, incident. Um, where they felt that the need for um, healthcare support workers to be educated. Um, so it's also tapping into um, the staff, uh, the workforce that people, the trust have, because mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of barriers, for example, with the mm -hmm. removal of the bursary, uh, people who have other responsibilities. Um, so uh, earning while you're learning and um, and then also have the opportunity to top up to become a registered mm. nurse. Mm. It's an amazing mm. opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. And it has really widened, um, you know, a lot of people getting into nursing, definitely for me mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, some of the things we, we were talking about before, we were talking about the fact that it's, it's sometimes a controversial role because there are people who are extremely stressed, anxious, angry about the kind of role of the nurse and it being under threat. And I think that's something we can all agree with. Mm -hmm. So one, we have not enough people to provide mental health services of any kind. Mm -hmm. And then we really do need to get as many um, hands to the pump as possible to give the best uh, quality of care that we can. But also, I really like this idea that we're able to um, recruit from a wider pool of people now. So whilst I'm passionately attached to the, to the um, role of nurse, and I think very much that we need to enshrine it in law so that people can't misuse it, I also think that the that the fact that um, you guys are on um, a register as well, that and are able to to talk about um, maybe some people coming into the profession, maybe some people having access to um, participation that they wouldn't have had otherwise. I think those two things are really positive. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad you've come on to talk about that because I know it's not always easy, is it, to sort of talk about who you are and what you do in these kind of public platforms. So can you just tell us a little bit about what kind of role remit is for nursing assist, uh, nursing associates, partly in, in general nursing, so we've got that kind of context, but also in mental health as well? Yeah, so nursing associates, um, they are trained in all four fields of nursing, so general, mm -hmm. um, disability, children and mental health. Um, and also we are um, trained to work with all type of people, from starting mm -hmm. from babies to uh, you know all the people um, mm -hmm. and we get placements in all four fields of nursing mm -hmm. in general nursing um, the benefits are is um, they get exposure to mental health and um, um, learning disability mm -hmm. um, it's it's more I would say um, the nursing associate in general uh, nursing they do more 
um, I will say more um, skills compared to the mental health nursing, nursing associates. Because mm-hmm. um, I know some registered nursing associates, um, they do so. So they 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 do medication apart from control drugs and um, mm-hmm. rapid tranquilization in in mental health setting. But once they are registered, they can also do, depending on mm-hmm. the trust they're working for, uh, further training to do IV fluids. Um, so it also depends, also you know, on on the policy. But um, in a way. It's, it's easier to describe nursing associate. There's not much difference uh, mm-hmm. between the nursing, what a nurse can do and what a nursing associate can do. Um, mm-hmm. They can't initiate, um, they can't um, initiate care, um, care plans. Mm-hmm. The nursing associate can review care plans um, mm-hmm. and also um, uh, evaluate. Um, so the, uh, the initial assessment always has to be done by nurses, but um, and then and it can be delegated to nursing associates for follow-up care. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, for in the mental health settings, what is quite is very useful. You're mm-hmm. trained to do phenopuncture, ECG, mm-hmm. uh, wound mm-hmm. care, mm-hmm. Uh, NG feeding. Uh, so that's helpful when you're working in eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of uh, you know also to trust your worker, but you also can do KPIs. You can do audits. You can review care plans. Um, mm. You can shift coordinate. Um, I, I take part in ward rounds, uh, CPA meetings, formulation, mm-hmm. athletic um, professional meeting mm. for a, a patient that I was allocated to. Mm. So there's a lot, lot of scoop, um, mm. and also that helps registered nurses with with the workloads. For mm. example, on my ward, we always have two nurses and uh, four support workers. And if if one of the support worker is a nursing associate, then I can do the medication with the other registered nurse, uh, allowing the nurse in charge mm. to do management. Mm. Um, and I can also um, uh, participate in some of the meetings because mm. working in camps has a lot of meetings. Um, That's true. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that you know, in that sense, is quite it's very helpful. Mm. Um, and then you can also do shift coordination and. Mm. Um, so I, I can see how how the nurse having a nursing associate um, can really assist uh, a nurse, but also mm. the great benefit to it as well is that a lot of nursing associates can top up. Uh, it takes a year and a half mm-hmm. uh, apprenticeship um, to become a registered nurse, and mm. you don't have to necessarily do it in the field you're trained in. You can actually choose a different field. Yeah. Yeah. And often it's only really when you get exposure to different fields that you know for sure really what it is that you want to do the kind of uh, clients that you'd like to work for mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's interesting so we've got some questions coming through um i'll ask them up so the first one is is the program generic and you were saying that it was generic yes and that you get these options but then you can choose to wear what you like um is there perceptorship was the next one because you've just started in, in practice now yes you have perceptorship it's one of the requirements mm-hmm. for an mc for a registered nursing associate but not everyone is is joining the register but majority are Mm-hmm. And and you're saying you you were actually joining register. Is there a, val- a revalidation requirement? You yes. have to yeah. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, um, so yeah, just like nurses, you have to re- revalidate in three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. Mine's not due yet, so I can't really. No, talk. you're fresh, <laughs> fresh out of the barrel. That's good. Yeah. 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 So I can't really give 
much information, but I'm, I'm sure mm. the first cohorts are due soon to revalidate. They are, yeah. Because yeah. they start in 2000. Actually, they might have actually done the rev. Yeah, because they, mm. they um, graduated in 2019, mm -hmm. January. Yeah. So some of them will have gone on to be nurses. Some of them will be working in completely different fields, but related probably to health and social care. And some of them will be revalidating as NAs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Good, good. So we've got another question in here um, from Alfonso. Hello, Alfonso. Uh, what's your experience of staff? And then there's a, a list of staff like registered nurses and patients' attitudes towards you as a nursing associate. Do they understand what it is? Do they Are they positive? Oh, um, patients, I, would, I mean, I, I always explain um, my role. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, I mean, it is a new role. Um, and it, I, I have to be honest, it was quite hard uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> in the beginning. It still is in some way, but it takes time. Mm. Um, some nurses are, 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 you know, they don't agree with the role. Mm -hmm. um, they see it as a replacement for nurses, but mm. um, nursing associates are not there to replace nurses because um, they're there to support nurses. Just like mm. in like doctors, you have associates, uh, physicians. Um, mm -hmm. in, in with OT, you have OT assistants. Um, so in every um, healthcare profession, you have either support roles or technicians. Mm. Um, and I, I, I do really believe because you know nursing is a what, what we were doing 50 years ago. We're not doing right now, so it's constantly evolving. We have now yeah. advanced clinical practitioners. So. I mean, my personal view is that even healthcare assistants, they should, I, I believe the healthcare assistants should do nursing associate role. Uh, and mm. I, I think um, we, as we, as time goes along, nurses will become more and more advanced. Um, mm. And uh, we just recently, since 2013, it, it is a degree, um, degree, nursing mm. is a degree. Uh, that's another argument people do say as, as a criticism, but what they don't understand is we also do a degree. It might be a foundation degree, but it's just to the, um, to the same standards and um, mm. framework. Mm. Um, we also, nursing associate, they have to complete the same um, placement assessment document. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a nursing associate who's doing the top up at the moment, and she said, I've, mm. I've already been signed off for the skills, but I have to repeat them. You know, it's a waste mm. of place she has to do it, yeah. but to become a registered nurse. So, mm. yeah. But it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because there is duplication, there is overlap, but we work in a complex system. And at the end of the day, I think people will cope with it. Won't they? Mm -hmm. So have you experienced any challenges in making sure the, ro the role is understood widely? And you were saying absolutely that you have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I can share this, but yeah, oh God. <laughs> you can tell us uh, anything. <laughs> I had I had real difficulties, um, but the good thing was I already had lots of experience prior mm. um, in in different fields, mm. and um, uh, so I had um, I had people <laughs> who didn't really want to teach me, mm. and and I've raised concerns. I have written emails, and a person mm. who actually recently has been sacked mm. because of mm. one of one, mm. part of my consequences. Mm. So there there is resistance, but there's also mm. very a lot of people who are very supportive mm. um you know of, of the nursing associate um and i think also the more supportive what that you are of nursing because you might not like you know i mean you might not like to roll but you will have you will come across them you will have to supervise them you will have mm -hmm. to sign them off yeah. um and if you teach them well then they, they will be great use to you and mm -hmm. they will become great nurses afterwards mm -hmm. the majority mm -hmm. of them 
when they become nurses. Yeah, yeah, I agree that. And I think, you know, were we in a situation where um, we were overflowing with nurses, that would be, you know, I can understand how some people might feel worried about being undercut, but we are so short-staffed. It's dangerously short-staffed of qualified nurses. So we need anybody and anyone who has a will to look after and support people with mental health difficulties at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I can't understand why a registered nurse would be rude or unkind to a colleague under any circumstances. It's a it's a weird thing we work in sometimes. Mm-hmm. Quite a stressful time, I think, for people. One of the things that we were talking about, though, but sadly no one else could hear it, but it was a really interesting discussion. We were talking about like delivering care. We were talking about sort of finding your voice and things like that. And you we were telling us a little bit about how you use Twitter. I wonder if you could refresh us about how you were using Twitter as part of your practice. Yes. Um, so I started off Twitter in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. I was to. I didn't set off. I didn't start off as a professional camp, but. I just um, to you know journal my training, hmm. um, I and it's, I've, I've used it to a great advantage because I connected with a lot of um, people, students, academics. Also, hmm. I've learned a lot from people who are share their lived experiences and the hmm. base, and um, so and also other health uh, healthcare uh, staff. And I'm not, I don't I don't watch TV, so it's a great way to be connected with what's going on around the world. And mm. also connected to nurses in America as well, mm. and yeah. it's, 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 it's you know quite fascinating. And you know, if you, I mean, I use it. For me, it, it is a great, a good. I mean, it has its mm. negative, but mm. it, it for me is is a definitely benefit. It has made me grow and also see opportunities that I didn't realize there were. Because mm. I'm the only one in my family who works in healthcare, and um, for example, and I'll be the you know. I mean, especially like I have an aim to do a PhD. So when I, I follow people who do PhD, who are professors or who are academics, I can, you know, I'm learning <laughs> from yeah. them. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting one, I think. So we were talking like, about the differences between sort of Twitter and Instagram and things like that. And we're saying one of the problems that you can have on Twitter is it can be a, quite a negative environment sometimes. It can be a little hardcore mm-hmm. um, compared to something like Instagram, which is almost like a fictional account of someone's life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how your life, could look if you had everything you dreamed of ever having and and, you, and it has a very different kind of feel to it being on Instagram whereas being on Twitter you have um you, you can you can have a debate with people you can have questions but you were saying as well how much you learn from people who are asking for help mm-hmm. that 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 way of working you know being able to say I'm having a problem around this nothing specific not identifying sort of a service user or anything like that but actually reaching out and actually finding a community of practice people who will support you and talk back with you and it's like that privilege of being able to talk to anyone anywhere in the world and then what you say reflects a lot more about you than it does about them so one of the things because we we obviously encourage student nurses to do that and you started when you were a student nurse I wondered how you so had the courage to find your voice how you decided this is who I am this is what I want to say so um I would I mean uh the funny thing is I'm actually in real life I'm a quiet I'm a very quiet person but um, I do tend to express myself best in writing, mm-hmm. and but I think um, being being an open person, um, it's just it, and also you know um, you know so I just tend to express myself. But also another thing I think what is what's different because even though, and that's another thing that I've because um, mm-hmm. I did you know, thinking back, it might you know what the things I have done, but. The, the, the reason is, is because, yes, I am a trainee nursing associate, 
Yeah. Yes, I might be uh, at a lower band than you, but mm-hmm. um, you're not more you're not more important than me. I I mean I value myself and and yeah. I talk to everyone and that's the great thing about I mean I've learned so much from talking to people. So I speak yes. to I speak to doctors. I speak to I, I mean I speak to people who are very senior because I don't see hierarchy. When I talk about hierarchy, I I value people as people. I don't see the titles. Yeah. Um, and and that's and I think that's why um, I think that's um, that's who I am because it, that's there's always potential to grow and mm. um, and and you know um, I, and that's why um, I don't have that fear I would say um, mm. because I, as I, I envision myself to become a professor one day mm. and I will be helping and sharing my stories and um, mm. and you know yeah and, and learning is a two way street you know. I learn a lot from, from listening to people. So mm. you learn from everyone. But I think the problem is, again, with, with some people think they know it all, but you don't. <laughs> and sometimes, mm. you know, people who are, it, it's actually the students who, who get the latest knowledge who can teach you. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's the weird thing, isn't it? With stuff like that, you need to have quite um, an open viewpoint. Don't you? And I think there's something about when you've where you've trained and you've worked and you've you've um, got a, a level of expertise. Okay. It's sometimes hard instead of being encouraged and supported and, and excited to hear what's new. You can actually feel like a threat. Like you can almost feel yourself getting out of date. Mm-hmm. Or like, who does this person think they are to be able to tell me something? It's like, well, the person who knows it. So ask them. But it is a very odd sort of environment. And I can see how Twitter would suit you because you've already had you have that fantastic confidence. And you also have that kind of openness about sharing your story, not being too worried about how other people are going to respond to it. But also what I think is really interesting is when I write on Twitter, I think of myself as talking, but it Mm -hmm. seems you really much see almost like properly like microblogging is writing for you. Uh Yeah, I um, I journal. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about your journaling. Um, So I tend to write about my daily life, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I use past experiences. uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I... I, um, Sometimes I post questions, but it's to, to get a debate and to get a few mm. points and, um, but also to, you know, ask those questions and also, um, like for example, um, th- you know, sometimes I do, I do, I do say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a reflective person, so I tend to, mm. um, sometimes when I read something or, um, or ask, I tend to see, as uh, so um, somebody who's quite observant, was missing, mm. and then I tend to tweet about it. But mm. um, and I don't mind saying that because end of the day, um, you have to be radical for mm. change to happen. I'm not mm. here to, you know, uh, if I want to. I mean, I know I know there's a lot of people who who um, who want to go really far in life, so they want to protect mm. their image. Mm. But I guess I'm the opposite, <laughs> um, because I I know I still will get far in life, but mm. also it's quite important to be authentic and mm. to share not just the good stuff, but also the bad stuff. And and that's mm. I think a lot of that's one of the reasons a lot of people probably also relate to me because mm. um, I'm um, because of because of my authenticity. Mm. I think so too. And your other thing you were talking about was is, um, your real interest in kind of transcultural working. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that too? Yeah, so I've I've worked in um, well, in mental health specifically. I've worked in a few trusts, but I've also worked in general nursing and midwifery. And from coming from a Somali background, um, 
I haven't come across a lot of um, Somali patients, and mm. um, and I also work for uh, a Somali uh, mental health project, part of mm. uh, Mind in Harrow. Why do you think that um, maybe we don't see as many Somali people as are experiencing illness? What do you think Be- that is? Because um, I think, well, especially with Somali people, but also I'm sure with other ethnic minorities, is people hide it. They come, they, they, the first um, yeah. treatment option will be going to the religious um, leader, um, mm-hmm. imam, mosque, and mm-hmm. also tries to hide it. And, you know, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't seek the medical option first. So, mm-hmm. and then when, I think often people come in surfaces when they're in crisis or through. Um, you know, mm. being sectioned, mm. which isn't the right way. So, um, but it then reinforces again, that stigma in the community, then doesn't it? Absolutely. So, not only uh, instead of seeing um, health as part of like recovery, thing is sort of almost criminalized in some ways. If that's the only way you ever come into a service when you're made to, it's for a very different experience for people. Absolutely, and mm. there is a lot of uh, fear as well. Um, mm. and, Understandable. And, yeah, and also. Mm. Um, there's a stigma that once you do have mental health problems, that's it. That's 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 no recovery, which is mm. you know not true, obviously. Mm. But also, again, there's not many Somali mental health professionals or also researchers. Mm. Um, and I always, you know, it's kind of it one of my pet peeves when I read in health literature. Communities are hard to reach. No, they're not. Services are hard to reach because what are you doing mm. to mm. make it accessible for other mm. people? And that, because in London, um, being from a Somali community, working for a few mental health trusts, I never seen any targeted, um, you know, uh, ethnic health minority. information. Yeah, yeah. you know, any mm. targeted um, services for ethnic minority. I read an article in Sheffield where they have um, transcultural workers who are majority of them are social workers, but also some mental health workers. And they mm. also provide translating services, so they are funded by, um, by the, I think, by the council, mm. and they do all the transcultural work. And they have a diverse mm. group of people with different languages who mm. will provide in-reach services to the community mm. teams. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a, you know, and that's how you, and so they know what's what's available in the communities, and that's how they help out, mm. um, because otherwise, you know, mental health, so it's not, it's not. It's not equal. No, uh, no it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird thing, isn't it? When people are like, oh, people from BME communities don't don't trust us. Like, for good reason. <laughs> that that's not an accident. That that's yeah. something that we we earned that reputation. I think sometimes in the past. Um, and there's something around exactly as you're saying. You know, if services don't, people don't recognise the service as helpful. They won't use it. They'll send relatives home. They'll do they'll do trying to look after people at home. All those sorts of things that put so much pressure on a family, particularly mm-hmm. if they're struggling already with well-being. Absolutely, but and also, right. and also, um, being in London, forty-five mm. percent uh, of the healthcare staff are from black ethnic minority. But I'm I'm a nosy person, but I look at the NHS, <laughs> the London NHS boards, and you know, I was like, gosh, it's, I think it's only two. Well, it's only one person now who is a of Af- black ethnic minority, and. Yep. And the majority of the boards are white. So how can they design services yeah. where they don't even know what's going on or what's, what the issues are and when they don't even represent? So I always say, like, it's, it, diversity has to be from top down. Um, and, mm. and, 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 you know, equality should not be, you know, or inclusion should not be an afterthought. It should be mm. 
always at the center of decision making. Yeah. Um, yeah. Built in for sure. Yeah, built in, yeah. And for anyone who's like struggling with this, is like, uh, what's going on with that? If you look at Roger Klein's work, um, sort of Snowy White Peaks, that's an old classic text, and that's been going for ages. Being really clear about the further you go up that management structure, basically the whiter it gets. Mm -hmm. And you see that in a lot of nurse education. You see that in a lot of um, RCN boards. You see it in a lot of those kind of professional governance bodies. And there's there's no good reason why the people shouldn't be served by people who look like them at all levels that that should be something that that is an automatic and it's such a struggle to get it to get it right mm -hmm. because of all these systemic issues and because of racist attitudes mm -hmm. as well and it's really important for us to call that out because people can't be well in a society where they can't be themselves absolutely and that's why i find twitter so helpful because mm. I'm, I'm a nobody but I can use my voice mm. and question and, and talk mm. about issues. And I think that's mm. a bit of a power shift, you know, mm. um, where people can be challenged because people who are used to hearing their voices and, you know, um, uh, you know, are not challenged, mm. can be publicly be, be challenged, uh, which does yeah. happen on Twitter. Yeah, it does. It does. And and sparks outrage, that the, yeah. the equality, you know, and, and it's different, difficult, isn't it? Because sometimes people misuse the power to say anything to anybody. We've all been on the other end of that on Twitter, I'm sure, one stage mm -hmm. or another. But overall, I think that ability to just say what you think and for anybody to talk to anybody is really, really beneficial. Mm -hmm. You know, and used properly, it's incredibly powerful. It reminds me of those sorts of um, really interesting things like, you know, if you come across like reverse mentoring, Yes. So instead of somebody at a, a lower level being, you know, taken into the boardroom, given a nice cup of tea once a month, actually reversing it and flipping it over. And there have been some amazing changes done by people who are in senior positions, actually just following people who are doing everyday work and understanding. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's that's not how I thought that was, because they're the people who need to change. They're the people who need to learn, not everybody else. Absolutely. Have you had um, a chance to be part of that or seen yeah. it work? Yes, I actually just finished recently being mm. a BME reverse mentor for um, a board leader. Mm -hmm. What so, was that like? Oh, in the beginning, it was very exciting. And I thought to myself, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, you know, it went well. <laughs> uh, it was a bit scary in the beginning, but yeah, it went well. And I think mm -hmm. it was um, a bit also, and I have another meeting coming up because of mm. that with the CEO. Um, on this Friday, talking about nepotism and you know what mm. I what I have observed and one why, one of the reasons why I left the trust, mm. um, yes, and and that's again, um, you know, you, using my uh, my voice. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a nursing associate, but mm. I have had. Like, I mean, even while I was training, I, I shadowed the chief, uh, the mm. director of nursing. I went to the board meeting, so mm. that's as a trainee nursing associate. So mm. I think. Don't don't think don't think of yourself being small, because mm. you know, um, yeah, you can you can definitely um, you know um, network and mm. um, and learn. That's some good advice. That's yeah. some good advice. So whilst I wouldn't necessarily agree with you when you said you're a nobody, that's not a mental health <laughs> way. I think that idea that you're an anybody is we're all anybody's, aren't we? Anybody can say anything if they notice a problem, tell somebody. Mm. And I, what I think I really um, enjoy about talking to you is you are fearless. Yeah. <laughs> just like oh I don't like that I'm just going to tell you I don't like that <laughs> and I know that can upset people but I think it's really important in a world where a lot of people fudge it it's, but just say say what you think and let people learn and grow 
So have you got any, we're going to have to finish up soon, but I wondered if you've got any sort of advice or anything you'd like to um, leave people with as, as a thought. Um, for the nursing associate, I would say give it some time. Um, mm. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of negativity. So be, be the inspiration because, you know, mm. you have to remember a lot of nursing associates want to become nurses and mm. I've sometimes thought to myself, oh gosh, oh, do I really want to become a nurse? Because I mean, you, you know, have a bad experience. Me too, so, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to become a nurse, but, mm. you know, but, you know, they, they are the future the food mm. generation and uh, so nourish them and you know and, mm. and support them and, mm. and who knows they might become your manager one day <laughs> so be nice yeah. that is both smart and kind like, <laughs> yeah. be nice that's a beautiful message because one day they might be your boss sensible yeah. <laughs> so I, I quite like that's a way to leave it for everybody i like that idea that idea that actually you know how we treat people is so important you can't say that you're you care about other people you want to be a good nurse if you're if you're mean and kind to people around you mm-hmm. because you've got an agenda that you haven't been able to get fulfilled so i, I really love that so and um, one of the things to, to, to bear in mind is to say thank you so much to mustag oh. for your patience and your calm attitude throughout our problems um hope vanessa gets better soon because obviously vanessa's not well tonight so much love to vanessa and thank you very much to dave whose um, stalwart efforts have got us back on the road. And to people watching who are like, basically filled the whole feed with, we can't hear you. Well, which is good, because we eventually understood that that's what was happening. So thank you very much to you all. If you do have any questions or um, follow-ups, um, you know where we are on Twitter or Facebook, and you can let us know. So we're going to uh, finish up tonight and say thank you. Thank you so much. Thank good night, you. all. Bye-bye.